Hey, welcome to our epic libertarian crossover podcast, talking about the debate that America just lived through. Thank you for joining us. And we have an all-star panel of uh, libertarian podcasters and myself. Uh, we'll start with Mark Clare, who is the host, uh, one of the hosts of Lions of Liberty. Mark, how are you? No, I'm the host. I am the host. And there okay. are some alternate hosts that we have, including Brian McWilliams and the uh, the other gentleman here, the only non-bearded gentleman here nice. with us, Mr. John Odermatt. Honestly, we're questioning your tea, John Odermatt. <laughs> questioning my tea? Your testosterone seems yeah. a little low, not growing a beard. Maybe you can't. I don't think I've ever seen you with any facial hair at all, beards, actually. Beards are for the weak um, to cover up, uh, you know, if you got a little bit of a... Not a strong jawline. Grow the beard to cover that up. It's but, not uh, a. F- it, it is. Uh, it's not. It's to cover up my double chin. That's the. <laughs> Spangle looks like he really crafts his beard. Like he really takes time to like shape it. Is that true? I do. I go to a barber shop and well, they. I I have him. If you see, he trims off the neck beard. I haven't been in a couple weeks, so. You know. Wow. In in Pennsylvania, beard trims are illegal. You're so, wow. You're sh- you're crapping me. I'm not kidding you at all. Like yeah, are, same wait, for, same in Virginia. At, my wife's been doing it, so that's how he snowed him. By the way, wait a minute, like the man because himself, of COVID or just path of liberty? Oh yeah, th- we, we should finish introductions. Howie, how are you? I'm good. I could use a beard trim, but besides that, pretty good. Uh, and then Reinhold down there, Reinhold, how are you? I'm doing all right. I could use color in my beard other than gray. Yeah, but that's our beard coloring's legal. All right, so. I'm always surprised when I talk to to the Lions crew or like Brian Nichols, who's from Philadelphia area, like because here in Indiana, it, like it's still the Wild West. Like we still act like it's 1865. There's laws, but we don't follow them. But why Sounds are like my kind of place? Actually, should I be looking at Indiana? Oh, Indiana and New Hampshire, like are kind of on the same level. When you know, it's like when COVID hit, it's like yeah, you didn't, you weren't able to go to a restaurant for a couple months, but then like. Everybody still was, you know, and now and then you talk to to like Brian Nichols out in Philly and he's like, yeah, I can't go to the gym. I'm like, it's September. What? So you can't like, is it because of covid you can't get a beard trim or just it's just banned in general? It, it's because it's because of COVID. COVID yeah. I want to clarify. They did just open it up where you can get a partial beard trim. You have, to, you have to keep you have to keep your mouth covered so they can't do like your mustache area, but they can do like some of it. And like oh, the hell with that. My they actually send so in inspectors too. My barber was telling me, well, like when you get a regular haircut, you have to wear a mask the whole time, and they like move the mask when they're cutting around your ears. My barber was telling me that, that they tried to send in like an inspector undercover trying to like Undercover. convince them to get a beard trim to get to, to trim his beard and the guy was being like super aggressive so my barber could obviously tell like this guy is just obviously trying to bust me for trimming his beard so he's kicked him out that is wild that is an yeah. amazing use of taxpayer money right there it's insanity. so i walk into my barber shop in june and there was a one of those sandwich board signs that said no masks allowed. <laughs> like they, so here in Indiana you had the smoking ban and the the they that's how they set the mechanisms basically to ferret people out. But the public health departments are so busy they're not actually checking on anybody. Well, and you can I haven't I don't think I've had a haircut since COVID hit. I haven't either, but that's nothing to do with COVID. So, all right. Well, we just watched a debate cool between Donald Trump and and uh, Joe Biden, 
And let's start with our first reactions from the debate. Let's start with uh, seniority. Let's start with Mark Claire. What were your thoughts on the debate? What kind of seniority do I have? The oldest person here. I don't think I'm the oldest. I think you you started it. Reinhold's got to have a month or two on me. No, not now in age. Reinhold would have to go before me. But (laughs) I was trying to be, you know. Uh, Anyway. Well, it certainly was less of a mess than the uh, the other debate. I'll say that. I, I, I will say I really enjoyed what, watching Trump the whole time. That's My eyes were focused on Trump the entire time, uh, largely because it's really fun to watch him try about to interrupt or want to interrupt and then have to go. <gasps> this is why you need to watch the video on the live stream because I was just making no noise So for the podcast. No one will understand. But yeah, it's I, I mean... At this point, I, I pretty much know what everybody's going to say. I can't say I learned a lot. I'm not sure if unbiased Americans learned a lot. I'm sure most people go into these things mm, pretty much with their mind made up, and the answers that they hear are going to be filtered through that. So uh, how, what, do you, what percentage of Americans do you think actually turned this debate on to say, oh, gee, I have no idea who I'm going to vote for. Let me tune in to find out. I mean, there's got to be some amount, but I can't imagine it's, it's a, a lot. So some I, of the I don't some of the I, I don't go ahead. Sorry, Howard. I don't think there's a lot of people that didn't know who they were going to vote for when they tuned in. But there might be some people that learned something since the mainstream media has not been covering uh, the Hunter Biden laptop, the emails, the corruption with Joe Biden stuff. That might have been the first a lot of people heard about that at all. <laughs> no, yeah, well, th- I, I think with you're that, though, giving Ryan Hold a headache, Howie. That that whole thing I think is, and I tweeted it out, and I got some solicitations back, and almost unanimously on Twitter and Facebook comments. I'm watching this with my wife, who's not political, and she has no idea what they're talking about. Like, that whole, all the Hunter Biden stuff, I think, is just so inside. It's very what journalists will call online, where they're talking about their issues, but, like, regular America is not paying attention to it. I think if you don't if you don't watch the news closely, there's a lot of stuff that happened in this debate that you were just clueless on, specifically that particular section on Ukraine and, and the laptop from hell. It'll be interesting to look at the uh, the Google search trends, how they spike up, and you know what words they spike yeah. for. But like w- with regards to like, did this change anyone's mind? And also, you know, with regards to the Hunter Biden Russia stuff, I mean, I, I think at this point, anybody who's voting for Joe Biden, they're voting for Joe Biden. I don't right. think they're being swayed. I don't think there's really uh, undecided. There's nobody s- sitting there like, oh, should I vote for Biden or Trump? I can't decide. <laughs> the people who are deciding right now are they're deciding between Trump. Staying home and not voting, or maybe voting third party. There's nobody, there's no like swing voter in the middle. I mean, there might be a, a few lunatics out there, but I don't think it's anything worth, uh, you know, talking about. Almost I think all this of is the first election where it, at this point, it's there's so few undecideds, right? This is really a refer, the, the whole election is really a referendum on Trump, and they could have put a wet shirt up there and ran against Trump and probably won. And somehow the Democrats actually did that. But it's an, an it's old, really weird, creepy, wet shirt. It just doesn't. It just doesn't matter at this point. As long as um, Trump didn't do anything tonight, I thought that would win him any votes. He plays to his base. His base is already going to vote for him. He doesn't need that. He needs to be playing for other people. And he wasn't really. He didn't really land anything like that, except maybe one thing that most people probably won't even care much about. So. Yeah, the polling all shows that the undecided voters, usually there's 10 to 15 percent. This time it's less than 5 percent. 
It's within the margin of error of people who actually have no idea who they're voting for. Everybody, I mean, there isn't a human on the planet that doesn't have an opinion on Donald Trump because he's so good at making everything in the media about him. And they're so willing to do that because he drives so much revenue and ratings. And so everybody, I think Odie nailed it. It's people are, are trying to decide if they're going to make the effort to go stand in the two to four to 11 hour line to vote. Is it worth it? Am I going to be inspired? I do think that this comment here from a Facebook user, oil and gas will change people's minds. I do think that in Texas and Pennsylvania, at the very end, Biden made an unforced error where he basically said he wants to phase out the oil industry in five years. And if you're competing in Texas and Pennsylvania and it's it's a hair, a razor's thin margin there, why say that out loud? <laughs> I think that that it's, might it's, make there's a no way change. he can actually do that. Of course, right? Everything he said, it's never, never going to happen. So, well, the way the way that they do mistake. it is with uh, through blocking the permits. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's that's the way they do it. They're not going to officially put like a, a referendum on it, but they right. can easily do it by blocking the permits by putting. Yeah, but the, how much does the federal have power over that as opposed to the state? And can he well, really do it as the interstate? If the pipeline crosses state lines, it's interstate pipeline, so it's regulated by FERC. Um, so yeah, they they would have the control then. But if it's just within a state, then they don't. The federal you know, government doesn't have any control really over it. So let's- I, I like how Trump specifically called out Texas, Pennsylvania. You hear me? You hear this? You hear this? He, I mean, yeah. The two states he needs to win, but I don't think it's going to be enough even if he does. Because I, I don't think anybody's in a calculation thinking Texas isn't going to go for Trump. I know it's talked about as a toss-up, but it's still leaning Trump. So I, I don't think he's really lost anything there. But, you know, Pennsylvania, you know, that – it depends on how much that's going to swing or not. I don't know. But so do you, like do you think the, the polls that we're seeing are more accurate than in 2016? Yes. I do too. No, I think they're probably less accurate. Yeah, I less accurate. <laughs> I think Actually, so well, I think they're less accurate the because they're, I'm there gonna is... be the dark horse and say they're exactly the same accuracy. <laughs> I mean, my reasoning for it is because it is it is more um, hazardous than in 2016. Much more hazardous hazardous to be a Trump supporter, to be an open Trump supporter. People lose their what? job. I know many Trump supporters who will not put a sign in their yard at their home. But if they have a vacation house somewhere in a more Trump-friendly area, they'll put a sign up there. Um, it's it's a very real thing. I, we have Trump trains every weekend where I live. <laughs> I think that a lot of this is about there where are, you there are live. Trump trains, but I where not, I live, it's very dangerous to be a Trump supporter. I would not go out in a MAGA hat. I'm, yeah, but do do you think where you live that that Trump's going to win? No, that's, no. That's, yeah, so, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Those, those that's what I'm saying. It's all about where you live. He is not going to win in Virginia. <laughs> The if you look at the national polls in 2016, they had uh, Hillary Clinton winning by three percent. She won by two point something percent. It wasn't that far off. At Trump the, ele- won at the by election, seventy seven thousand votes. At the end, they had that. Well, because leading, leading up to it was when much Comey came out. Yeah. Right, when in, Comey in, came out, it changed the the race because there were a lot more undecided. There were there were people who hated Hillary just as much as they hated Trump, and they were bouncing back and forth on which one they were going to have to plunk down their vote for. In right. in twenty six, oh, go ahead, Reinhold. Sorry, I just he won by like seventy seven thousand votes in a few key states, where a couple of the state pollings were way off. The, so those weren't called right. But I don't think 
for the most part, that's going to be and people learn from that, that these pollsters aren't going to just go, well, I don't know. And then not change anything that they're doing. They're still trying mm. to fine tune and get these better. I, well, I think, why do you I assume they can change? change what they're doing. Know, the, the media and the politicians else haven't learned a goddamn thing. So I don't know why the pollsters are being any different. I think pe- people make, assume there's like something money. you tweak or something you pull a little differently. I, I don't think you can um, just somehow okay. uncover the, you know, the correct amount of support of Trump supporters. I don't think it's possible. They, they dive down into looking at the demographics and how the demographics are changing, how different polling is happening uh, in in state races that match up to the, the federal race. I mean, there's a lot of different things they can do, a lot of statistical things that they do uh, to evaluate that stuff. And they change the, the weighting of a lot of the polling uh, to match and to compensate for those things. That's why they have a two or three percent failure rate, you know, a two, a two or three percent variance. And by that regards they were well within what happened in 2016 right at, and in at 26 at this point in 2016 they weren't 10 points apart from each other in 2016 if you looked Most. at if you looked in the uh, congressional races this is where some people started to see the the trend it just didn't make it into the national polls so the national polls were wildly wrong but if you were watching congressional races you started to see this massive shift in in uh, white, no college educated, uh, without a college education, start to shift towards Trump in a pretty significant, almost a 10-point swing in the last couple weeks of the race, which is why so many people are f- on the left are freaking out about these registrations. Republicans are having really solid registration numbers recently, and but... What you see in the congressional races now is that's not happening. So, like, if you take District uh, 28 in New York, Trump won that by 16 points. He's now losing that by one in all the polling. So, you 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 saw, if you were paying attention to the right stuff in 2016, you saw, you saw, you could see the trend. It's just that that didn't make it to most of our feeds. It didn't make it to, to the news. It wasn't really talked about because people took it for granted. But I think... If anything, there's going to be an overcorrection. So there was some guy wrote an article, uh, I forget where, basically saying like, if this were any other candidate in 2016 hadn't happened, there'd be nothing but article after article about how Trump is just about to get thumped based on all the polling, which has been incredibly consistent across the board. But people are so gun shy. Pollsters are so gun shy. Journalists, all of us are like, I'm not making a prediction. I don't know who's going to win. You know, it, it it can be 15 points. I know you will, but like there, mo- most people, most people will will go. I'll I'll select Trump because it's the if he's not favored to win, and then if he does win, then I look like a genius. Like that's it's it's somewhat of a safer pick if you go a little contrarian there. But by and large, most people don't want to make a pick because they're gun shy, so they're overcorrecting. So I think we, I think you. you I think you're sort. I think you're right, Odie. That nobody really knows because it is really the only third presidential election with social media in the social media environment, and it's still really nascent and really hard to understand where the populace is, because you can spend all day on Twitter, but your Twitter is totally different than my Twitter versus yeah, Howie's. And you're assuming people are being honest in their poll responses. Well, yeah, I, but <clears throat> we're not talking one poll. This is like. Over the course of a year, it hasn't changed. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you, you're going to see uh, some hidden people changing their votes in, in a poll or hiding in a poll 
over that many polls over so long. Well, well Ryan, hold you can see you're board. right in that the polls haven't changed, but you can see the hidden Trump voter in the favorable, unfavorable versus will you vote for him? So his unfavorable is a little higher than will you vote for him? Because for whatever reason, people so, seem to be willing to say they they like him, but they're not gonna but they're not gonna vote. For so him. Chris, this makes me think of three different polls that I've seen recently. Um, one was there was like. 56% of people are saying that they're better off now than they were four years ago. There's also one who was like 60 some aren't comfortable expressing their political views. And today, uh, Trump's favorability just went over 50%. Those things tend to make me think that. In a Ras in a Rasmussen pool. All right. Well, where there, did there it go over 50%? I'm sorry. I, I'm uh, Rasmussen. Rasmussen. Nowhere near. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, well, they were the closest in the last election. In all of this, they're in aggregate, had them down. But. You you have to look at a bunch of different data points. Like if you just follow Rasmussen, then of course you're going to think that Trump is doing better than he might do in other polls because they're. But even Rasmussen is saying like this is not going well for the president, and they're historically very favorable to him. You know what Reinhold, where he just made the point is like when you look at all the data points kind of put together, there's about an eight to ten point gap in all of this and that's backed up by all the congressional races and the senate races they should the the republicans should be walking into uh they should have picked up a couple seats the map was that favorable they they have 22 seats in play and they're not going to win that they're probably going to lose the senate like that's a very bad sign for the president and then you have Jared Kushner shopping around a new TV network to to fellow Republicans. Like that doesn't instill confidence that they think that they're going to win. And then Trump said in the in the uh, twice in the debate tonight that he thinks that the Republicans are going to win the House. I mean, does anybody think that's a possibility? <laughs> I, I definitely think Trump. it is. I mean, if Trump wins re-election, they're going to win the House probably. Okay. This is this I, is my. I wonder pl- what planet I'm living on right now. This is the problem with Trump and and the Trump phenomenon. We're all going to know what is, planet it is in a couple of weeks. This is yeah, <laughs> like, or maybe not, or maybe we won't. <laughs> if or maybe, yeah, maybe we won't. We all talk into microphones in front of audiences, very very large audiences, and the largest, most beautiful that, audience. That actually reminds me. Before you go any farther, I just <laughs> wanted to say, uh, everyone on this call, I am the least racist person. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard. It was so All right, fun. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I, I do, you know, someone just asked. Abraham Lincoln's Abraham Lincoln. That's, that's what he was getting at, right? I agree. But but you understand, yeah, we were we were uh oh, there's we a bunch of people in that room. Uh, Lincoln is very racist. Too, right? Lincoln I can definitely say Donald Trump is is less racist than Abraham Lincoln. So everyone alive today is probably less racist than Abraham Lincoln. When we talk into these microphones and we make claims and we make points, and we make assertions, we feel the need to have evidence to back up our arguments. Because if we oh, don't... Oh, that's where we differ, my friend. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I just talk. I don't worry about that stuff. It, you know, like, I don't agree that, that Donald Trump's going to win this election, but I saw Odie say he does, and he had reasons for why he felt that way. And so I go, okay, he has evidence and arguments. He has re- reasons for his argument. Donald Trump so often, and and Joe Biden did some of this, but the Trump phenomenon, for whatever reason, he gets to make as many claims as possible, like, I'm going to win the House with no evidence, and he does such a poor job of providing evidence for his arguments that he loses credibility. And then when you say, he doesn't have any credibility with me, people go, 
well, you just have Trump derangement syndrome. It's like, no, I'm just treating him like I would treat Odie or Howie or Reinhold, like, or how I would expect to be treated if I continually said I'm going like, that's why he got called out on the healthcare stuff. I'm going to have the best healthcare plan. He's literally been saying that it's two weeks from now. We're going to unveil the healthcare plan for the last four years, or we're going to lock up Hillary Clinton. But Chris, we, we, uh, expect, weakest, ev- one we of expect areas, evidence for these claims, but not the American people. Evidence isn't like a big popular thing with them. They're pretty much emotional animals. In fact, it's quite unpopular. <laughs> it's, it's very unpopular. You try to like present us, evidence. You're, us maybe, yeah. I don't know if it's the libertarian world, but at least us here. Evidence kind of drives the, what we uh, go with, but the American people, not so much. Maybe, but that may be why his polling is he's never really gotten above 43% in likability. Like, I just think, you know, like Joe Biden, when he says he's going to kill off the oil industry in five years, that's a claim that everybody knows there's no evidence that he has the ability to do that. Like, he, he can't do it, you know? And he, he if he's trying to be the more credible, more honest candidate, tonight I thought was really bad for him. I thought he I looked... I still can't believe he said that. That is unbelievable that he said that. His he Some people probably don't know it, but some of just the lies in these debates make me so angry. Like, yeah. when he repeated the lie again about Putin putting bounties on Russian soldiers, which we know from our intel sources now is not true. It's just, like, makes me so furious. But nobody... I'm sure 99% of people watching it think, oh, yeah, Putin did that. Or one per- less than one percent of the kit of the people who were uh, the asylum seekers came back for their hearings. That was that's not true either. It's like over forty five percent or higher than that. I mean, all I those idiots. Less than one percent thing. It's it still would probably be smarter not to go to the trial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it just it's frustrating right about that part. It's frustrating to watch two politicians stand there and make these claims, know they're all bullshit, and then just have so many people go, well, I like even libertarians, it's like they're secretly rooting for Trump or they're secretly rooting for Biden instead of just going like, no, these guys are just full of shit. They're just making things up. Call them on their bullshit and nobody ever does. Well, what do you mean by that? Because I wouldn't vote for either of these war colonels. I'm going to vote for Joe Jorgensen. But it, I do have a preference of which one of them wins. And it's not secret <laughs> for him. No, no, not at all. Yeah. Howie Hawkins? <laughs> I mean, us Howies, you got to stick together. There's not too many. I, I told Mark this. I was thinking about you the other day. I was like, I wonder if Howie's voting for Howie because there's not many Howies. Like, I would totally, if I were a Howie, think about voting for Howie Hawkins just to support my Howie. My you have Howie to friend. at least consider it. I hadn't, I hadn't really considered up until now. But How often do you get appointed? I, I have part, been a little uh, disappointed with the Oregon campaign. I might, I might have to do it now. Well, you, you can't vote for Howie uh, Hawkins in uh, Pennsylvania because the Democrats forced him off the ballot. Really? Yeah. <sighs> I don't know if he's on the ballot here or not. Did you see in Montana that the uh, Green Party he got the, the Green Party got tossed off there, and it the Green Party put out a statement basically saying we have no idea who paid for all these signatures to try and get us on the ballot in the first place, and then it got leaked that it was the same Republican law firm that tried to do it two years before. <laughs> yeah, doesn't surprise me. We should just give up on this voting thing. It's ridiculous, really. <laughs> That's that's the cynical Howie we love. All right, so Howie, <laughs> what were your general have. what were your general impressions of the debate? Well, first off, I was really pleased that it wasn't the big 
disaster the last one was like like the last time i I was hoping for a shit show but not like as bad as it was it was it was even off-putting to me just how ridiculous the last one was but this i thought this was pretty good if you're gonna off-put howie you're doing some really crazy shit right there (laughs) because howie does not get off (laughs) it's like i kind of enjoy watching things collapse but that was just too much even for me it was i don't know i was taken aback i was not expecting that but this time we did get to hear from both candidates um you know as we said, they're they're both full of shit, but there are some revealing things to people that actually follow things and pay attention. I, and I even I thought the uh, the moderator did did a good job, way better than Chris, so Chris Wallace. I felt she interrupted too much to try and be a hard ass instead of kind of letting them have some exchanges that I was kind of like into hearing what Trump had to had to say in response, and she kept kind of interrupting because she didn't want to be Chris Wallace by the. Her colleagues. Were you guys annoyed by the moderator too, or is that just me? I, I thought she did a much better job than Chris Wallace overall. I mean, Chris Wallace just totally lost control and then kind of fed into it, you know, escalating his own voice. But I thought the funny part was there were a couple times early on when Trump was, you know, trying to respond to something Biden said, and she'll say, okay, just 10 seconds, 10 seconds, uh, five seconds, five seconds, or maybe she didn't say five seconds, but just like real short, like response times. It's like, that's, I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. Odie, did you see when some, something happened? She says to Joe Biden, she's like, would you like to respond to that? And he's like, no. Well, okay. Oh, okay. like, <laughs> Reinhold, what were you? I'll say. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go Go ahead, ahead, Mark. No, 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 no. I was just going to make a random comment about the scariest thing that I heard. Honestly, either candidate say to me is was Trump coming out with this. uh, What did he call it? Operation Fast Track or Operation Warp Speed? Operation Warp Speed. I think it was having the military. I've heard him mention it before, but it's the first time I really I don't know. I guess that it really was like, what are you talking about, man? Uh, That the military is going to rapidly distribute the vaccine. What does that mean? Distribute the vaccine? Does it mean they're there? offering to hand it out if you want it or does it mean they're going around knocking on doors yeah. distributing the vaccine that's since, what i want i don't the, like it either way since the first but, time uh, i since the first time i heard this it's fueled my fears of a mandatory vaccine so they th- this has been discussed a little bit because part of the challenge is that there is no national infrastructure which is why this is all not a great idea because like we were talking about with the smoking bans 10 years ago here in indianapolis that system that was built is now being used for covid to implement that and is being ramped up and 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 empowered and they will be used again for something else down the road what was the system for smoking bans and so they basically hired a bunch of public health employees to go around to local bars and restaurants and make sure that people weren't smoking in office plate uh, offices when they outlawed smoking and that none of that went away those people still are on the payrolls and they didn't have much to do thank goodness for covid and so the problem for vaccines getting out into the population quickly are that there are not a lot of like the the uh, the amount of vaccines that would be created and then immediately distributed is is far greater a supply than the chain has to distribute. And so what the federal government has looked at doing is bringing on the National Guard, essentially. So sort of what the National Guard does in times of emergency, which is you don't have the policing power to manage this crisis. So we'll bring in some trained troops to help you with the riot or the flooding. 
and bring <laughs> bring those people in to start distributing the vaccine and use those military trucks to to get it from point A to point B to point C. Is that all we're talking about? Is like using trucks to move things, or are we ta- like? That's what they're saying. I mean, that's yeah. what they're Here's saying. Here's the thing, Mark. though: is it's that's not the, the National Guard. He said the military. He yeah, said he, he said had that. generals. Right. Right. He doesn't control. He's got like, I got this general guy who's ready to go. I'm like, what are you, what and, are you and talking He's also about? saying he's going to have a hundred million vials ready to just go. Into- how, well, that's many, obviously how, many, how many people think that Donald Trump knows how government works and, and thinks that he is being honest and is telling us the truth? Like, I don't, Donald Trump not. doesn't that, know that, what he's yeah. talking about. That's kind of the emotional like response. It right. doesn't, like, it, what he's, the point he's trying to convey, he's not trying to tell you the inner logistics of how it's going to happen. He's saying, I got this general guy who's rare and ready to go. We've got a hundred million vaccines and he's going to, we're going to get it out to you. And he says the word military. Most Americans have a lot of respect for the military, libertarian circles, you know, a little bit different. But uh, that's, I mean, that's the path he's going down. It's the emotional response. You could trust the military. You can trust this uh, infrastructure. So that, that's the only thing he's going for, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I think he's, it's exactly right. He's using language that he thinks he can sell. Never forget, as Odie and I talk about occasionally, he's a salesman. He, he takes it to the extreme to draw you back, to, to negotiate his point back. Like, he, he is a bullshitter. It's why I just don't like him as a president is because he's constantly bullshitting like he would as if he's it's a sales job. You know, it's he's, he's, he's a used car salesman. Yeah, I do think with the vaccine, though, that us white men should put our privilege aside and allow others to get the vaccine first. I I loved the question to Kamala. Would you get the vaccine first? And she went, uh, well, I, yeah, uh, I, I don't trust Donald Trump's vaccine. It was like. Okay, I want to see Pelosi, I want to see Trump, I want to see Fauci, I want to see all those people lined up there taking the vaccine first because it's the right thing to do, to model, it's good leadership, and then we'll give it three weeks and the rest of us will take it. Now they'll just go do a photo shoot and have a have some guy sticking a fake needle in him and, be like, and give it the thumbs up. Look, taking my COVID vaccine. They did that in another country. I, I wish I remembered the specifics, but it was like... The president is somewhere and they were giving him like it was the flu vaccine, but they still had the plastic cap on the needle. And like you can see in the picture. (laughs) Uh, My favorite part of the debate was when Biden was going on some emotional appeal, saying how much he loved America and how much he's working for Americans. And my brain went. You, sir, are full of shit. And I don't believe this. This is an over rehearsed line that. Your your you your people told you you had to do, and Donald Trump goes, "You're full of shit. <laughs> no, you're a politician. <laughs> Nobody believes you." And it was that was probably my favorite moment of the debate. What was your favorite moments? Well, the biggest mystery is who built the cages. <laughs> I don't I I don't know, who but I, 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 I all I know is we need a "Who built the cages" T-shirt in the Lions Liberty store soon. <laughs> As and if with lions in the cage, we know who, like, them, we know who filled them. So, uh, uh, who who has been in charge of the cages for five years? Like, if you find if you both find it egregious, well, Donald, you can end it right now. Like, just because they built it uh, suddenly, well, they built it. I had like they built nuclear weapons. I had to deploy them. Like, the real well, takeaway should be that the genocide this entire system agrees. Continue it. <laughs> right. I, this I entire system. 
Republican and Democrat alike agree with our shitty immigration laws overall. They might have slight, slight tweaks here and there, but they both basically execute what I feel is horrific enforcement of border laws, which I don't even think the border should exist. So that's my thing. But um, yeah, the, the point real takeaway. It's horrific, but you got to understand what was going on. And so there were there were cages there that uh, they would put them people in for a temporary thing, and then they would do the catch release thing that Trump yells about. Trump came in and did zero po- tolerance policy. Right? He said nobody gets released, so they had to house those people. So not only did they use the existing couple of detention centers that they might have had, they started building large detention centers. Those large detention centers were built by a guy who uh, a company that a guy runs runs that was. In the first year of Donald's administration, to Trump's administration, and then left. So he wrote the policy on where they were going to send the the zero tolerance policy, leaves the administration, goes to work for this company, and goes and builds all of those detention centers. (laughs) It's not surprising. Right. That's how. And that's the same thing that happened with the TSA. The rapid scan. guy. The yeah. guy who were yeah with, with the rapid scan. My favorite company name. I, I forget what his his role was. He was involved somewhere in the oh yeah the, the previous he, administration. Uh, wait, I'm sorry. And he was, leaves and that's that's his product. Can't remember his name. Yeah. The TSA yeah. was rapey scan. Yeah, the rapey yeah. Scan. That's the name of the uh, the, the uh, one of the scanner companies that uh, for the you know the. Uh, I don't know if it's the the current ones, but the original scanners. Yeah. I remember the first time I went through an airport, like shortly after those came in, I just started laughing so hard when I saw it because the name's right on there. It says Rapey Scan. I was just like, really, guys? Really? Is this what's happening? Just telling here? you what it is. But but the uh, then you hear Trump talking about corruption, and it's just like really. I mean, that was always surprised. That I think that's why Biden won the nomination, and and a lot of people don't understand maybe why Biden won out of all the other people, but Biden. And his pick, Kamala, blunts a lot of Trump's attacks. How can they how can they go after Biden for uh, not being as much of a, a, a law and order guy? You know, he, he can't say that. So he's got to try something else. He can't, you know, go after him on a lot of issues. That's why he keeps trying to throw AOC plus three. Yeah, he hasn't. All this stuff is AOC plus three. They're, he's going to have to do everything that the left liberals have have want him to do. That's his only attack. He can't attack Joe because all of the attacks that he would normally use are blunted. And you saw that in the debate when he tried something like that with Biden and Biden goes, uh, it was healthcare. He goes, I beat all those people because I'm not what you're, I'm not for single payer. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you know, Biden, but he, what he's trying to do, he's he's trying to get Biden to disenchant all the Bernie bros. Yeah, I mean that's part, that, that's part of it. It but does because he needs them to win. Those people will he's, he's crawl not, over he, glass to vote. Like, didn't have Hillary didn't have them. It, it doesn't matter. Bernie got cheated <laughs> twice. You don't you, think those people are this? Pissed? This race is about Trump yeah. exhaustion syndrome. Yeah, people are tired. Just exhausted. They don't I, want I, him to be president anymore. Sixty percent of the people listen, wanted him thrown out during the the impeachment. Okay, they didn't I just changed their mind. I know a lot of far left communists that want Biden and Kamala destroyed. Right, but they were going to vote for a anybody lot? else. How many far left communists do you hang out with, Howie? You'd be surprised the circles that Howie hangs Actually, around. edit that part out. That might affect my job. <laughs> we're live, pal. <laughs> no, it's like, listen, it, they look at it the same way that, like, Austin Peterson, when he talks about voting for Trump, he views it as self protection. 
He doesn't like Trump, but he's better than Biden. And so if you're on the far left, you look at it and go, I don't really care. I know that Biden, you know, Biden has this horrendous record with the crime bills and the drug war and was the Republicans favorite senator. And the wars. And the wars. (laughs) And like, but he's worse. He's going to be better for the issues I care about than Donald Trump. And I don't know why we don't recognize that, like, the far left, it's none of this is about the far left or the far right. It's all about like that 10 to 15 percent. It's. And that's why you look at these suburbs like here in Indiana, we have uh, the fifth district, which is a was a deeply red district. And it's now probably going to swing to the Democrats. And and it's just and largely because of women, you know, and it's not because women are are, uh, by and large super ideological. I think they're a lot more practical about politics than men are a lot of times. And they go, nah, this is just all ludicrous. This is foolish. I, I, I can't can't take this that 10% that 20% in the middle who really don't have a ton of allegiance that fall into all this are are going for Biden that's like the registrations the republicans are all in on these registrations but there's a lot of independent registration and like 60% of those independent registrations are all going to Biden the Gary Johnson vote half of it's going to Biden and it's just you know we talk a lot of, i Bill i well vote Bill well he got bill well he got bill well you know i i see a lot of it going well it's just trump's Shh, words if what people, a surprise if people look at trump's <laughs> policies then it's not as do you bad think bill well this is a tangent but do you think yes. bill well even voted for gary johnson no uh, i doubt it i, really I doubt honestly it. don't think he did yes because he was on the ballot and he wanted to make sure he got the vote no but he, he really think so yes how much bill weld hates trump Bill, that's what I'm saying. I think he hates Trump enough to vote against himself. He might have. He might have voted for Hillary. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Bill Weld Just, loves Bill Weld more than he hates Donald Trump. Whenever he finally responds to my interview request, I'll be sure to ask him. Well, we, we I, have I, think, I think if he if he loved himself more than hated Trump, then he would have said some of the things he said. Bill Weld doesn't love himself. That's why he drinks so much. Come on. Yeah, there's some bar. Uh, there's some bar in Massachusetts. Allegedly, that, uh, I was very offended by that. Allegedly, the Bill Weld, the Bill Weld regulars, and uh, one of our hey, pride I'm members, Josh, Josh Anderson, ran into him there. And uh, we just got to, you know, hilarious story. Once the COVID stuff is over, we just got to, you know, position ourselves and get in that bar, and then uh, buy him a couple of drinks. <laughs> we have to go to this Bill. specific bar. <laughs> Bill, in did you vote for yourself in 2016? Come on. Come on, a little more whiskey, a little more whiskey. Come on, tell me the truth. Yeah. I won't share his private story that he shared with us on a private Zoom call, but let's just say it didn't. It didn't show Bill Weld as being the best character in the world. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Again, yeah, we'll shocked. leave that part out. No shit. Edit <laughs> that part out. Oh wait. No. I mean, that's how he would say. There's five years of of bad character. Uh, when he was here in Indiana. He, he he gave this speech and he kind of like he gave a defense and for some of the things and he was really he took he took the tough questions that the delegates threw at him he he answered it all he didn't shy away from any of it his answers were reasonable and then he just like was aloof and arrogant and a jerk afterwards and didn't I don't think he stuck around very long Reinhold he didn't and he refused to interview and and he refused to talk to us. Podcaster. And like he, he gave a question and answer, or not? I don't think it was even question and answer. I think he just gave a talk at Porkfest. We slept through it, uh, but I was like, oh, maybe I'll try to grab him afterwards. He he, his talk was at eight o'clock, not this Porkfest, but the year before prior. Uh, his talk was at like eight a.m. and he was gone at like eight forty-two. Like yeah. he was out of there. He did a, he did a Q and A at the end of uh, the Indiana one, and I remember Carolyn, Karen on Karen, Karen Ann Harlow's had a bunch of questions for him on that but yeah sure he was fine when everybody's watching but if you're in indiana a heavily prag state 
and We Are Libertarians wants to talk to you, which which arguably has the largest prag population in the delegates, right? Like, why would you why would you treat those people poorly? It just the guy didn't want to be in the Libertarian Party. It was always evident he just wanted a path to get power. It was very clear. Become relevant again. Yeah. He uh, wanted a path to power. Why the hell was he in the Libertarian Party? And why, why the yeah, hell did he run in the GOP on. primary? That right. makes even less sense. Guys, I just found out the Eagles lost. Are you serious? Oh, man. Wow. Son of a bitch. <laughs> breaking news. Right, Brian right. is breaking something <laughs> right now. I guarantee it. <laughs> so, no matter which one of these two wins, governing-wise, it to me, I don't think it's really been much different. But the thing that I'm concerned about is whoever wins, regardless, I think there's going to be a lot of rioting and chaos. Half the country is not going to think the election is legitimate. And I just think things are going to get really crazy and really bad pretty soon. And it's a bit concerning to me. Does anybody else share these concerns? Yeah, I live in Los Angeles. I think the city's going to be on fire in two weeks. Yeah. I'm, I'm are, you, are you going to stay in the city like <laughs> for the election? Yeah. Do Where you, am I going to go? Do you think that the. I got to go to work that day. I mean, what am I supposed to do? Do you think there's riots regardless of who wins? Regardless. I'm not. Sh- I, I, well, I'm talking to Mark. In, in my case, I, here or no, I think what the riots are if Trump wins here. Okay. So you think but Trump's going to win? Places, I don't know. I, I think there might be riots if Biden wins, but I just don't think the right. There might really, be celebrations if Biden wins that turn yeah. into. You don't you know, think the, the poor I boys? The right, the, I don't think the right really riots too much. No. Uh, you the left when, is when Biden called the Proud Boys the poor boys. That was actually. Yeah. <laughs> was that, that on that purpose, or does he not know what they are? Purpose, no, that they. Uh, this group recently did like they're kind of war gaming out the election and it was with was Jeffrey Tubin. Was it John John Podesta? No, not that back. That was so funny. Though. By the way, we're on a break right now, guys. Just a second. I'm just gonna I'll be right back. <laughs> the, the Video's dude. off, right? Um John, well, well, John that Podesta answers played, Bobby's played. question of who who's the most likely to masturbate. So well, what timing, Bobby? I think we know the answer. <laughs> John Obviously Podesta more. was playing Biden in it, but the the outcome and all all their different scenarios was like violence in the streets and political turmoil i i mean the thing is i i do think we won't know who won and they're not going to declare a winner probably until at least thanksgiving or later that might tamp down some of the unrest actually i I don't know i don't i don't think it's going to be quite that but yeah it's just my opinion i thought i thought it was love to be wrong i thought it was trending towards a landslide but this oil thing Trump, that, tr- Trump will. People have already voted. It's, 30, it's 40, I think it was, was it 43 million people yeah, have voted? Yeah, but the people already voting, like their vote wasn't. I mean, people doing early voting and mail in voting now, they, I mean, they're not going to swing their vote. No they're, what right. They're Nobody's motivated. Swing their vote. That's the point. This, this, oh, no, the, there are people who are, are still, I, I guarantee you, that would either thinking about not voting or voting for Trump or, you know, considering a third party or Trump. I think that's the undecided votes. So driving home from work today, I was thinking about the outcome of the election. As like, there's too many variables. I couldn't possibly guess who's going to win. Like, yeah. I have no idea. But tonight, after I got home and I watched the press conference of uh, Hunter Biden's associate, I was like, "Yeah, I think it's going to be Trump because this is going to be made a big deal out of pretty soon." But does anybody People care? People watching the debates didn't know what it was. Fox News is covering it. Yeah, but like that's still only seven million people in the country that watch that out of the 150 that are going to vote. 
Well, it's not only Fox News. I mean, that's not where I heard about it. But I'm just I was just ma- naming a mainstream media source that is covering it. Uh, here's it, my- it was actually like played on Fox News. Like the his press statement was like a Fox News interview type thing. Yeah, like I haven't I haven't dived into the Hunter Biden stuff. We're going to talk about it on Saturday, and I got to do all my homework tomorrow. But like. I saw that the the reporter who actually wrote the original New York Post article didn't put his byline on it because he was uh, embarrassed by it. Like, there's a lot of problems that seem to to be arising from that, and I think that kind of kills it. But I'd also yeah, I'd also Chris, say hold the- I also say like Billy, uh, you know, uh, Billy Carter. Uh, George, uh, Bill Clinton's brother, like none of these people, or, or uh, the drug addict brother of the, for George Bush, the oldest, like none of those people ever really factor in. And my view of all this is that Donald Trump is kind of setting this up because he's he knows he's probably going to lose. And so what Donald Trump wants to do is he's going to do to Joe Biden what Hillary Clinton did to him, which is what the Republicans and Ken Starr did to Bill Clinton. So they basically, if you follow like the, the whitewater investigations with Starr, almost all of the shit that happened to Donald Trump is all the stuff that started to them. It was like payback. And then like, he's going to do that to Joe Biden. He's going to use it to undermine the presidency of Joe Biden because Donald Trump is all about personal grievance. Well, yeah. And all this is going to continue. Like, these kind of things will continue to happen. Every kid present from now on is going to be impeached. It's like. Good. Oh, yeah, whatever. I don't care. I'm just waiting for it all to collapse. No, no, it's you got to understand. I, I, <laughs> I want them, anybody who's close to any lines, and Trump has crossed a bunch of them, get them out of there. Impeach them, vote them out, put someone new in. They do it, impeach them, vote them out, get someone new in. Until we take our country back by voting these people out when they do wrong, then we're, we're, we're letting them do it. We're just letting this happen. And that's when the only way it's going to change is us to just say enough of it. Quit worrying about the the uh, partisanship of it and say this guy was wrong. Get him out of there. Trump broke so many laws and crossed so many lines and destroyed so many norms, as it were. He he needs to he needs to be go and he needs to be uh, probably uh, indicted and everything else and get him in jail and I, make I, him pay for it. I agree that them all need to be out and indicted in jail, but I really do not think the voting is going to ever no. get, get us there ever. Let's see. I take so, the, I take the opposite tack of Reinhold. And this was our argument for impeachment because he was all for it. I was against impeachment because it, it never was going to change anything. It's a divisive exercise for almost no reason. And I would say to our, our buddy Justin here, oh, God, Spangle is going there. <laughs> There's about as much evidence. So my reaction to the Steele dossier and the Russia gate and the Russia collusion in the beginning, if you go back and listen to We Are Libertarians, was an eye roll. All right, I'll wait for more evidence. And there never was really concrete evidence in that period of time to really show that there was collusion between the campaign and Russia. And there was a lot of tangential things that never really got tied together. And that's how the Hunter Biden stuff feels, too. And so if you're going to be consistent and not really take the Steele dossier seriously, 
Why would you look at the tangential one email saying the big guy wants his cut? Well, who knows who the big guy is? You're making leaps and assumptions in the way that the Steele well, dossier the, the did. The person who, who the knows email what pizza is. The person who the email was sent to <laughs> has come out and said it was Joe Biden, and we know napkins are. Nobody what? has denied the validity of but, the emails or that the laptop was Joe Hunter. Biden and his campaign had, but that's no. What they have. Line. They have not said it's not Hunter's yeah. laptop. Or they he said they're not like real Joe. emails. No, they have not nope. said that. They haven't said okay. that. They, they, did, they, they just uh, said they it's a, dis, a disinformation They campaign. said the whole thing is Russian disinformation campaign. They did not say that. It's just like the Steele document. The, the Steele dossier, here's how it works. It's the, not, the, though. It's How is it not? This is why see, Because the there's hey, actual look, look, look. emails. His actual Hunter Biden's, Hunter Biden's signature is on like the thing for the computer store. Mm-hmm. Um, they've, what up? We'll all find out soon enough. So, so what, will we? I don't think we, I don't think we ever I mean, will because we will, hold on. We will never find out. Says something. No, we're never going to find out. We're never going to find out because Giuliani, they want the argument Giuliani to continue. This cop. What I'm saying is Giuliani has this copy of this thing, and he's saying this is what this stuff is on here, and he's let a few people who are friendly to him. He's see given it. it to the he FBI and the Delaware police. It's to the police. The police aren't doing anything. You know why? Because. It, well, they, the gave FBI. It, they, the they gave it. They gave it to the FBI. Investigation of this, yeah. So, so first of all, Giuliani's got a hold of supposedly child porn, and he's had for a year, kind of big boy jail stuff. Then he's also got the fact that he's now accusing Hunter of sexually uh, misappropriate, being sexually inappropriate with uh, Biden's grandson, a granddaughter. A fourteen-year-old right. girl when I'm he was when this. he was dating his brother's widow. But there's, she right, sent but text no. message to him saying that she didn't appreciate him being naked and smoking crack around the kids. It was and in that text message also all says that rules. when the part that didn't happen. Wow, so strict. <laughs> you don't think that happened? She says it didn't happen in the text. If I you read I, the whole. I, thing. Hold on, hold on. Let me ask you guys. Why do I give a fuck? I don't care. I don't. I, so, so let, let me tell you all that's going to matter about tonight was the line Trump had, which I thought was fantastic when they were asking Trump about his tax returns and you know digging through. You know, you're, you're, Biden's calling him corrupt. Trump's calling Biden corrupt, and uh, Trump goes, "You guys spent forty eight million dollars on the Mueller on the Mueller report, wherever it was, Russia Gate, mm-hmm. found nothing." And because I can I can spend a million I can spend a million dollars and find more. They found the a lot of, of things on the Mueller report. That's the thing is that the Mueller part wasn't a, a nothing burger. There was a lot in there. It, there was no collusion in there, but there was a lot in there. There was a bunch of obstruction of justice in there. There was a bunch. Yep. We found out through the Roger Stone trial. You can't Trump obstruct. Did know about the WikiLeaks? If there was not a crime. You can't obstruct like <laughs> oh, a crime yes, that didn't you happen. Can. Well, you shouldn't Who be able told to. you that? That's such bullshit. No, it took 45 minutes for it's us to get sense. Exactly it does, it makes no sense to accuse no so crime. I, so, no, no. Here's the here's If I accuse you of rape, right? Yeah. And they're are investigating you, Are you doing that rape. to be clear? Uh, this right is, so we're, just, we're just talking. Howie, Howie is clean. If, if I accuse <laughs> you of rape and they're investigating it, and I try to bribe uh, the, the officers to look the other way, even if I'm not guilty of doing it. Right, and they find later that it didn't happen. I still obstructed justice. There does not have to be a proof of crime in order for a obstruction of what justice. What do words even mean? What justice did you stop? Yeah, from but happening? we live in a we we have a system of the rule of law. Like if you want the rules to apply, do to we? 20, 
We do we really have a justice system, or do we just have a system that they use in order to entrap people in crimes? Well, Boom. depends on how much money you have. I'm going to go with the expert from Felony Friday on this one. <laughs> Which can we talk about? Trump just uh, gave clemency to uh, five people yesterday. Yes, which is nice. One person. So what um, about Ross Ulbricht, whose wife was just on? We'll see. It might happen. It might happen before the election. I'd love to see Ross Ulbricht get. That'd be uh, the only way he could get me to vote for him. That'd be amazing. I would vote for him if he uh, if he grants Ross clemency. I'm voting for Trump. I'll say it right now. I'll retweet that you're voting for Trump if he does it, but I won't vote for Trump. <laughs> I, I don't see him. You know, he won't do Snowden, do and that. I don't think he'll do Ulbricht. He'll do, he'll do all the people who are in his periphery who are still under. You know, he's got to do Flynn because Flynn's put himself in a horrible situation. Um, he should do. Th- there's a lot of people he's, he's going to be pardoning. Yeah. So he's got to. If he were going to do it, he was going. He would do it for votes. And he'd do it now. He'd do it in the next week and a half. If he doesn't do it before election day, I don't think he was, he will do it at all. Unless so, he, I, I was wondering though, what if he loses? What's he going to do during that month? What will happen? Oh, that's then? A, we've talked about that. There that's might be, be some wild stuff. So there's gonna so, there, be a, so here are the, here, here are the reports that that have been talked about. So they everyone pardoned, <laughs> just everyone, oh, awesome. not far off. So <laughs> empty the chance. Libertarians nips may get hard and might vote for Joe Biden just for this outcome because. If Trump loses, what they're preparing is a whole list of bureaucrats and government positions that they're just going to completely eliminate. You'll you'll see people like Fauci and Ray and all these lifelong people that are in the yeah. news that he doesn't like get fired. And a big that reason, the most compelling case for Biden I've heard. And yeah. so one of the problems for Donald, so if you read The Fifth Risk by Michael Lewis, which was a really good book, he kind of talks about how Trump never really filled out these bureaucratic positions with his people because he didn't have people. And so like 25% of the government just never went staffed. And the problem is, as these positions never got filled and you've got 20 to 40% of the government and these administrative state positions unfilled, and then Joe Biden gets into office, what happens? He fills all those people with even worse people than if, you know, if, if let's say, uh, typically what happens is a, a president comes in like Trump and, and he's on the right and he'll bring in AEI and Heritage and Cato and fill out all these administrative state positions. And then the Democrats come in and they fill it in with the Center for American Progress. But Trump never did any of that. And so as a defensive maneuver, he's just going to eliminate all of those positions and a, sh- and a ton of regulations. And he is going to... Uh, so I, I liken it to when I played fantasy football and I kind of gave up and I stopped playing. And in the last, in like week 10, I'd just, dele- I'd just release all of my players. Son of a bitch. I would release, no, you're that guy. I would release that all of my worst. players just to, to, for Joker-like chaos. And that's Never sort of what he's going to do. Ever. <laughs> so we should vote for Joe Biden is what you're saying. I think Chris just sold me, to be honest. I, I, I've the never problem, had the problem going to happen. I think I could be convinced, but he just I, might have done it. I'm but then Trump Biden gonna just be. recreate those positions, or, you know, yeah, was that really problem, gonna... Biden's going to come in. He's going to have the House. Yeah. He's probably going to have the Senate. He can he can put fill all that stuff in, get everybody confirmed, and have basically what he wants across the board without the political fallout that a president usually comes in with where they don't replace a lot of those people well he's right. gonna have a harder time than you think because he's going to have absolutely like 
when Bush transitioned to Obama, there were like all there were like binders for every single job. Like they, binders full of women. They they gave so many, like, and then Obama left like all these people, and they talk about in that Fifth Risk book, like they they had like meeting rooms set up and like at the chamber at the, at the commerce department and they expected like teams of people to come in to prepare and like Wilbur Ross just shows up one day and he's like yeah I'm the new commerce secretary show me where my office is at and like there was zero transition whatsoever and so Biden's preparing for like not it, like Clinton the, the worst thing Clinton did that was like the worst transition in modern history and like it's because he stole all the K's off of keyboards in the White House and it was a big scandal didn't he fire like the whole justice department so yeah anybody who was working a case against him was gone right but you gotta remember <laughs> oh, Biden's gonna go and say okay I need to fill all these positions I don't know what to do I've got a lot of people that were in those positions back when Obama was in president. Am I the only one not surprised that Chris is trying to find out landish reasons to vote for Biden? I was asked a question and I explained. I what, love that we can have comments on this, by the way. What, these were reasonable reasons. This is this is what this is literally yeah. the leaks out of the White House as to what Trump is planning to do after he leaves. And I made a sarcastic joke. I'm sorry that you're not intelligent enough to see that. <laughs> All right, Ooh, I think he on. just called Kenneth low IQ. Very Trump. There's a, yeah, there's a difference. Well, between when, so a lot of times we, we talk about things that are opinions that we have views on and things like that. But there's also we also comment on things that are uh, how we see the reality of what's going on. Like, I, I don't want Biden or Trump to win, but I can look at what's going on in polling and I can make an assumption of what I think is going to happen. So I think a lot of people get confused on when we do all this commentation commenting on things is that where's the line between what's our opinion and what we what we're just reporting on you have to actually explain what's going on or else you can't effectively give an opinion because people don't know what's people like people don't have context to the news anymore hey i forget uh, my funniest <laughs> moment in the debate that was something we were talking about i don't know if it's funny to anybody else it, it was just funny to me um well there was a couple actually <laughs> I, both of them might have been jokes that i'm making up in my head that weren't supposed to be jokes i'm pretty sure that's actually true uh one was when you know we already talked about when trump said i'm the least racist person in the room <laughs> but, then, then, but then right after that he's like i can't even see the audience it's so dark in here i was like oh my god he's gonna go there i don't think he actually meant that at all but i, I think he was just trying to say i can't see but he, it came he, across but, but that, that way he doesn't have that in his mind to understand that that may not be the best way to phrase that. No, because exactly. That's, that's, that's my point. Justifies that he's the least racist person in the room. He didn't even think about that. He's so not racist. He doesn't even think about that. That's he was sued twice for not renting to black people. And I'm trying to figure out how that makes him not the racist person in the room. Am I the only one that was really annoyed that Biden had a mask on just so he could have him front for one oh, second? That was my first. That was my first. That was very. That was very done for a reason. Obvious. Yes. Yeah. I mentioned I even wrote that down. That was my first note. I was like, Tr mm -hmm. Biden yeah, is really making sure to be seen removing his mask. So we all know he had the mask on, whereas Trump gives no fucks. Well, he's immune. Um, I said that to my mom today. She's like, we don't know that. <laughs> I like how he's like, they took me I'm immune. Who knows like how long? Maybe two months, pirate. maybe forever. I don't know, but I'm immune. And then also uh, Biden said something that also was not meant to be a joke and probably wasn't to most people. But he said, uh, I've been looking to, you know, Take back all the stuff we did with the 94, you know, um, let people out of jail. Nobody should be in jail for for having you know, personal amounts of drugs, especially cocaine. And I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, I missed <laughs> that. Wow. I was thinking, I was thinking like, well, what about crack, though? 
He literally said, especially cocaine. That's a quote. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> and I laughed very hard at that as well. I, was, unintentionally I, I got angry every time he mentioned Scranton. I did like when, when it, I like how Trump was like, you're not, you're not really from Scranton. Oh, and us people like, from Scranton, yeah. we, we can't yeah. afford to own stocks like you rich folk. It, it, I don't know why this Scranton <laughs> thing, the Scranton thing really bugs him because I've seen him say that about Biden a couple times. He's like, he's not even from Scranton. It, it's like, I don't consider him from Scranton. He, he moved when he was like three from Scranton, but I never saw him there. <laughs> for, for some reason, that's like some sort of really weird trigger for Trump and it just pushes his button. Isn't there a statue yeah, of Joe Biden in Scranton? Or no? No. There's not? Oh, okay. I must so there was a, there was one thing he said too that really got me was that he's, he's like Delaware, I'm the reason that. I you're you're the reason I ran. You you're you and Obama are the reason I ran for president. And I'm trying to figure it out. Can you remember was Obama president in two thousand when he ran for president? Well no, no, no. The the this he last really run. this last time when he ran. It was because Obama Obama made fun of him. Obama made fun of him at that dinner, and that's like what did it. (laughs) You know, I don't think he really. What's that like press dinner? It's usually like a big jokey thing, but Trump won't have it. Yeah, it won't go to it. Like Obama, like was busting Trump dinner. Yeah, Yeah. Obama was busting Trump's balls, and I think that's when he decided to run. You're talking about um, (laughs) Reinhold in. 2000 what was that the reform party that he ran on he, yeah he or? tried to run on the reform party he was saying that we need to third, third parties should be on the debate stage this is horrible that this is happening and he got so bad numbers that he dropped out like a month and a half later yeah he was like After trying to run in their primary time. but he didn't he didn't actually go through with it ultimately mm. or i don't know if they have a primary but however the reform no, party chose it, it. He, chose it not primary yeah, he was you know. he was trying to yeah he was trying to run and get a name for himself and he was going to run and and he he did what he does now he was trying to do that back then and it just nobody cared because it was he it wasn't one of the two parties do, do you so think that he initially ran for president to you know whatever reason i don't even know why uh, publicity or what have you to start a tv network and then this just happened to him like many yes. people believe or do you think that he he really is you know 7d chess or whatever have you like this is, i i don't necessarily believe that to the fullest extent but i also don't think he's an idiot but do you actually think that he he didn't intend to win the presidency when he first ran I don't, I don't think, think he expected. I don't I think was he expected. Howie. I think he was more. Oh, sorry. Uh, you can answer too. <laughs> no, whatever. I don't. I, I, I. So I think that he had a couple of minds. One is, is that I want to do this to get publicity. Uh, I'm really good at smacking from the sidelines, so I can I can say a bunch of stuff, get a lot of publicity, and then I can kind of build my name up a little bit and go make money off of it. Yeah. Now, if I win, cool. But I, I don't think he went in with the anticipation that he was going to win. I think he went in anticipation was he's going to get something out of it. And then if he does win, then gravy for him. So the tax return showed that he made like $600 million off of The Apprentice from NBC. And that was winding down and about to get canceled. And he had over he had used a lot of that money to buy new golf courses. He had bought like 15 different properties in just a few years and kind of needed some – he needed to goose that. And so – Money, no problem. Yeah. Man. Shit. Like, so I hate, I hate when that happens when I make 600 million bucks and I buy too many golf courses. <laughs> I got to figure out oh, what do I do now? No, it's drunk night on eBay. So <laughs> he, he, he. Six million dollars done. Ten million dollars done. I'm just getting drunk about like. Russia. So he basically tried to. He's, he ran for the primary because he did this in 88 and 2000, like we said to goose up some, some attention for himself. And he was like, there's no way I'll ever make it through the primary and win. 
And then he started doing well. And he, I forget what one of these tell-all books. More than doing well, he started just cleaning up. I yeah. Mean, and, and there was one of these tell-all books where he looked at the person and was like, how do I get out of this? Uh, because, and then, so, then uh, uh, this is a well-known rumor here in Indiana. Like, on election night in, when he won, Karen Pence looked at Mike Pence and, and because they only did this because he was going to lose the governor's race and they thought Trump would lose and then it would set him up for a run this year. Because the second Mike Pence got elected, he started polling in Iowa. Like, it was literally within two months. And so when they won and North Carolina was announced, Karen Pence looked at Mike Pence and goes, well, are you happy now? You got what you wanted. And stormed out of the room and left the party and left Mike there alone because uh, yeah. she was so pissed. Remember, Mel- yeah, Pence that's hilarious. Pence should get divorced. He can't, even eat, he can't even eat with a woman alone. He's way too afraid of Karen. Remember, she wouldn't go to the White House for like two Perfect months, or three months, or whatever. She was mad at the whole thing with the win. I don't think she, she was happy. She was ter- she was incredibly pissed. Karen Pence was yep. my ex-wife's third grade teacher. They were not the wow. only. They were that's not like, the only two people. That's three degrees of Pence, right there. <laughs> they were two of about like a hundred million people. They're incredible. Spangle is what four degrees to Donald Trump. I know. I, I I want to catch his COVID. I want to be immune too. You can be immune too for maybe three months, four months. I wish forever. I had it. I thought I had it. I got tested and I didn't have it. Is it my? Is it weird that I'm always disappointed when I get the negative COVID test? I have to get tested at work every two weeks, and I think I get for a free two weeks off if I get positive. So. Ooh. Hey, what's your blood? Every two weeks. Mark, what's Do your they blood? they give you an antibody test, too? I don't know what kind just... of test it is. I just spit in a thing and, and send it in. What's your blood <laughs> set type, by the way? I have no idea. Why would I talk about that publicly? How do you not even anyway? know that? God, my wife doesn't know. My I don't know that either. Know. What do you I have no idea? What do you get to get blood type fraud? If you say it out in public, people are going to steal <laughs> I don't know. your blood. Yeah, I have no idea. Is <laughs> someone going to find out my, I don't know, hack into my bank account? Right. Y'all really don't know your blood types? I have no idea. No, I have no idea. I think I'm okay. I think the hospital will figure that out if they need to. I think I'm O negative, which is, what well, that's the good one, right? Well, not for, well, not for you. Good. Not for you. Good for it's everybody universal else. Universal donor. Trust me, I get phone calls we all, could all use, the time. We could all use your blood. You could only use O negative blood. <laughs> I've got it in my Apple health kit thing, but, you know, I don't I don't want to put that out there. Someone might steal my identity with it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all they need is your, uh, your, your favorite movie and your blood type, and they can get into everything. Pretty much. Well, how much longer do we want to go? We're in an hour and five minutes. I just started getting hours. tipsy. I, I, <laughs> now we can um, maybe so, we can start a, a a final thoughts esque sort of series of statements of some kind. But you know, but I got time. All right, go ahead, Mark. Final thoughts. Oh, I didn't know that it came to me first. <laughs> well, my final thoughts are that I didn't learn anything new. As I never do at any debate in ever really any any political debate. I don't think I've learned anything new from any political debate I've ever watched in my life. Um, um <laughs> nah, even Ron Paul, I didn't really learn anything new. I was, he was just saying things I already believed. So I was like, oh yeah, this guy's saying this thing I know. So no, even then I wouldn't I wouldn't say so. Uh, I'm sure for some people, Ron Paul was teaching them things they didn't know about the Federal Reserve and that sort of thing. So definitely can't speak uh, speak to this debate in any any kind of way like that. Uh, it I, I I will say after like covering all these democratic primaries and the last debate, it was the first debate that it actually didn't feel that cringe to me yeah. to, to watch. It actually wasn't hard to watch. You know, it kind of went by fast. I didn't find myself like, Oh God, will this just end? Um, so I guess that's something to say about it. Did but. you guys think it reminded me like, of, uh, like the VP debate reminded me of how politics used to be. 
it, it was a little bit like just two politicians that don't like each other having a debate. It wasn't any, I mean, Trump made a specific conscious effort to behave himself. I mean, you could tell, you know, it was, he, he didn't even mention Hunter. He wanted to, like in the beginning, he was like, he said laptop from hell was the closest he got. The hunt. He didn't, I don't think he ever mentioned his name. He mentioned family members. He said at one point in the beginning, he didn't like, say like, where are you getting all the money? And, and right. say like big man, are you the big man? I did laugh at that as well. Are, are, are you the big he man? Did, he did you probably, you probably aren't the big man, but you might be the big anymore. man. <laughs> yeah, he, he said something about not, him not being in the military, but I don't know if he said it was your son or if he said Hunter. I don't know. No, no, yeah, he was oh. talking. I think but he, he said, did I compliment. Think he, said it. He, he complimented Biden at one point in the in the debate, and I just about lost it. I mean, it was like he turned to him at, under his breath and kind of said, um, "You're doing really well. You're impressing me, or something." Like, yeah, I, <laughs> wow. I missed like, that. Oh. Well, was that okay. on mic or he just like, yeah, no, I saw, I, I heard it. I was just, I, I, t- I wrote it down and I'm like, wow. Well, that's doesn't that just show you behind the scenes even more like how politics is that everyone's on the same team here. Ultimately. Mm-hmm. Well, I think nice. he, trying, he, was he trying also to complimented the moderator bit. a couple times, yeah. which yeah. was kind of out of normally he was, attacking he was really the media, trying but to be yeah. a different face. He, he, he didn't seem like he was trying to maybe he's already done everything to shore up the base and to make the most bombastic statements possible and et cetera. So maybe this was the time he's like, all right, I'm going to try to play a little more even keeled here for those people that might be on the fence that might think I don't mind, you know, Trump's just a little too bombastic for me. So maybe that's part of part of the strategy there because he didn't. He didn't really say anything too outrageous besides the normal, you know, make, made up numbers and things like that. Gonna, gonna change. Yeah, that, three that, and a half years. Right. Four I, mean, years. I bet you ten years after he's out of power that he will be remembered fondly by the press like George W. Bush is now. I don't know I how he'll be more Nixonian <laughs> than anything. Yeah, I don't. I disagree with Far you. More Nixonian. Um, I th- I do think we should include since uh, this is the last time. Well. Last time we're all going to be in this room together, friends, uh, before the election anyway. Uh, maybe a prediction of what's going to happen. And I'm the worst person on this because, interestingly enough, I was actually much more confident about Trump winning four years ago when no one expected him to win. I think me and Odie, it was on a podcast in December of 2015 that Odie and I both said we thought Trump was going to win mm-hmm. uh, the presidency. And he did. And I I wasn't necessarily confident about that. I was still I had like, agreed oh, probably, as well. Okay, maybe you agreed, but <laughs> all right. How we agreed, everybody. Uh, but still, you know, when you see all those things coming out ahead of the election, like ninety nine point nine percent chance Hillary's going to win, I still thought, oh, maybe I'm just wrong in my prediction. But I was right in, my, in that prediction. Um, I do feel less confident saying it now. I, I will say that. Yeah. Um, so any prediction I make will not be made in confidence. I, I'll, but um, I guess I wouldn't be surprised by any result. There's, there's, there's looking at the polls. I think uh, Ryan Hold and Spangle both make pretty reasonable arguments for why we might want to believe the polls more than we did four years ago. I think those are points I can't really make a, an evidence-based disagreement with, but there's something in my gut, and I'm just that's what I went with four years ago, which made me think he was going to win. There's a gut part of me that does think Trump is going to win, um, but I, I'm not going to say that with with extreme confidence at all. So that, that's I guess that's my take on my prediction, but I do think LA is going to burn. So yeah, I'll be here. I'll be like that dog. Uh, you know, it's just like this is fine. I'll just be like here podcasting. This is fine. All right. Uh, I'm armed. We'll just it's go. Cool. We'll go through the boxes. Um, I would say that the, the debate overall is a draw. I think that Biden Biden looked way Biden looked really bad in the first one. It's just he never got a chance to look bad. Trump 
Trump looked good in the beginning because he had some facts. I, I think Donald Trump, this was his best debate performance at all, like, like totally, because he was in command of the facts. You know, the thing with Donald Trump. the two or of his debate performances? Of all time. of his debate performances. But I think the thing with Donald Trump is that Donald Trump, Donald Trump is a bullshitter. He's a bullshit artist. He lies. He does, he'll say anything to get elected. But like Donald Trump also, he does kind of like, he's every talk radio caller I ever screened. Um, he he hears something on a podcast or in a conversation and that just kind of filters in and that becomes a fact. And so like if you listen to him and you and you kind of read the papers, you go, I know where Donald Trump what he means because he's got that fact, right? Like he doesn't really he's not very coherent. I mean, this was really too incoherent. Do you think that's kind of purposeful though? Like I feel like he's just he puts those things out because he's he's playing to those people. I think he's just hyped up. I think he's just like a I don't think he's a dumb person. I think he showed his intelligence tonight more than he does most times. Like he, he, he does retain a lot of facts. I just think he's not an intellectually curious person, you know. So he's not like he's not. You trying don't think to... he's sitting up reading niche and like no <laughs> reading reading so <laughs> no Aristotle like, at night. Like I, I believe Fauci when he says that he has like ADD to the max. Like you, you can just kind of tell like watching the guy and hearing him talk. So like I think he kind of absorbs the facts that he wants to hear and he grabs onto those little tidbits and holds onto them. So like if you watch the sixty minutes, the leaked sixty minutes interview, or you watch this debate, like you hear him kind of being making an argument with some facts. It's just that he does he doesn't nail it. You know if you watch like. Barack Obama or Bill Clinton or even George Bush kind of go through that motion. They'll do, they can do that. They can, they can put together an argument. He's just for weirdly the greatest communicator since Reagan. He's not a very good communicator. And I think he's just kind of all over the place. Um, so, but I think that he, he was stronger tonight than he has been in any debate with Hillary or Biden or anyone of the 2016. The novelty is kind of worn off. Like he had a couple funny moments, but like I remember watching those 2016 debates, just like with my jaw on the floor, mesmerized by the pageantry of it, like the drama of it. Like, how could this guy say that? He's breaking all these It was norms. a magical time, 2016. It was. I, I enjoyed those that debate season so much more than this one. Yeah, it was pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, I mean, it kind of puts a cloud over everything. Yeah. No, but even the primary debates, I mean, these the, the Democratic debates were just brutal to watch, whereas I enjoyed pretty much everything. Yeah, and, and Derek, Derek asks if Trump was always like he was tonight, would he be in a better situation? And I totally agree. Like, I think Donald Trump had such a good election that if he had, had taken, had... Like 2020 really lost it for him. And when the crisis hit, he did everything was wrong. His instincts were wrong, like agreeing to shut down economies and and messing up testing and the way that he messaged it and the fighting. Like he just he did everything wrong. And and it's like putting that stuff out in the first place was wrong. But he was dead on about a lot of what he said tonight. Oh, you're stealing my closing oh, sorry. statement. Yeah. Just, I forgot we were making statements and not talking anymore. <laughs> but how do you how do you not penalize the guy for being wrong when the chips were down and he needed to I make the did. right decisions? And that comes from him having no ideology whatsoever. Like if we were in that decision and you had all the information that you were getting, you might question yourself, but you at least have an ideology that you hold firm to and go, "No, this is what I'm going to cling to." And so, you know, that's part of why he's he's not a good president, but then, you know, his lack of ideology could have been a help to him, but it wasn't. So, I think I think he he had a good debate and like Chuck Todd said he stopped the bleeding but I don't think that it's nearly enough to keep him from losing the presidency I just think the 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 wave that has kind of been building to get him out of office 
I think people are just tired. I think they're so done with it. I think that even the people who kind of understand, like, I know that Biden is Biden's just going to be a really shitty president. This is Mitten. I just love your cat appearing behind you. That's all. I just think people kind of like if you watch Barack Obama's speech, he's like, imagine a world where you don't have to think about what the president said that day. I think that's the most appealing pitch for Biden. It's the only appealing pitch for Biden. It's it's only pitch. You don't have to do it. You don't have to do it right now, actually. (laughs) Yeah. So I just think that's going to speak to a lot of the American electorate. You're seeing it in the suburbs. And I just I don't think I don't know how he overcomes that. There's no amount of Hunter Bidens that that can get over. Like when you saw the covid stuff, when he got covid, he violated the basic story principle. So like (laughs) It, the, I'm the, voting for mittens. I'm the, writing in mittens. The hero, the hero faces Hard adversity. Man. The hero learns a lesson, and the hero changes. Like Trump learned nothing. He can learn nothing. He cannot change. Like it's just fuck has, this. Has guy he tired. ever followed that though? What, what Trump should have. Right. He's always been different. That's right. how he got elected. He shouldn't have gone with the peer pressure of the media and everybody else and stopped taking hydroxychloroquine. You know who didn't stop taking it? His debate coach Rudy Giuliani. You know who didn't get COVID? Rudy Giuliani. Right. Howie is actually uh, sponsored by hydroxychloroquine, by the way. Yes. A drug that has no patent is dirt cheap. Uh, right. Uh, Reinhold. Uh, the debate tonight, I think they uh, it was a much better debate. I think both Trump and Biden did better than they did, obviously, in the first debate, but also just kind of held their own and showed that they're both capable of doing – Enough to keep their base, keep voting for him. Nobody really lost any points, I think. Um, anybody who, like I said, somebody, people are talking about the, the gas thing. I don't think anybody who's worried about the gas industry was ever going to vote for Biden to begin with because they know that, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not like it's changing minds. I, I don't really see anything there. I think there was probably more um, mind changing on a, you know, Jersey Shore episode. So um, this this is, so I don't think this changes the race in any way. I think we're still we've got a bunch of people who've already voted. We've got people who are standing in line to vote. We've got people who have made up their minds. Both camps are trying to get their people out. And I think there's going to be a much bigger turnout for the left this year than 2016 because Biden is not as despised as Hillary was. And everybody talks about how Trump got, you know, Trump won in 2016 because he was the firebrand that did all this stuff. And no, that's not why he won. He won because he was almost less hated than Hillary was. Hillary was the only person I think he could have beat. (laughs) Right. that's that's how I th- so I think the the election is going to come down to people are tired. Uh, they were doing focus groups a year ago before the uh, re- as they were getting ready to go into the uh, impeachment. And the focus groups were saying the same thing. They were just saying, "I'm tired of hearing about every day uh, turning on the news, and I'm just hearing about five to ten different things that have happened. I, I'm I don't want this anymore." We we and, featured a tweet by Guy Benson who pointed at that Pew thing where basically. People feel they're better off than they were four years ago, but yeah. the the gap of I like Donald Trump and I just can't take it anymore was so big that it over it erased all of that. Right. And yeah. Guy People Benson, like, the Guy Benson, this conservative commentator, goes and Ben Shapiro's made the same point. Like he's the one who's lost this. He's responsible, not the media, not Democrats, not any of that. I th- I think so. So I thought that Trump was going to win in 2016, and 
I thought if he had come in and he had done a good job and I was defending him for a long time, um, but he just couldn't let it go. He couldn't let things go. He he couldn't just be a president. He had to keep uh, going like he was still running for president. He never stopped running for president, sniping at the, the incumbent. It's all they did to me. They did to me. These, you know, he, he's, he never just stood up there and said, I want to be a leader. Right. Oh, and that's or, what people or, wanted. And that's what people were expecting. Yeah. And or Reinhold, like his closing pitch in 2016 was at least like, we all know the public loves free stuff. He was going to give us a wall and some conservative judges and he was going to do this. Like this time it's like, I'm mad at Leslie Stahl. Now, then the next day, I'm mad at the moderator. Like it's just personal he's, grievance after personal grievance. This time. Turning the Justice Department into his own personal lawyers. I mean, it's, it's embarrassing what he's done to the Department of Justice. Um, and and to be honest with you, Rudy Giuliani, I think, should be in jail for what he's done. So I think me and Howie probably disagree on that one. But when you bring somebody's granddaughter, 14-year-old granddaughter into it, has no business being involved in the situation at all. Everybody, Nobody thought that Hunter Biden was a great guy. I don't think you need to go that far to, to basically throw his granddaughter into the Howie Snowden, like did, did Rudy Giuliani try to have sex with a 15-year-old girl on Borat? Go. No. Well, that thing is no. ridiculous. He was tucking <laughs> in his shirt after if you watch a, it. It's obvious. Tw- after a twenty-four-year-old woman untucked it. <laughs> but, anyways, um, <laughs> so I thought this debate was better than the last. This was an important debate. I think if Trump performed the way he did at the last one, it would have hurt him a lot. But last impressions are important impressions, and not to be contrarian, but I do think he's going to win. That's how he not wanted to be contrarian. <laughs> I do think he's going to win, not just because of the Hunter Biden stuff I mentioned earlier, but because the I think the big thing in people's mind and what came across is that Biden is a lockdown president and Trump wants to open things up and get life back to normal. And I think we all know that this isn't that dangerous to 99% of us. And this can't go on or it's going to destroy the country. I think that's going to help Trump a lot. I think there's a lot of supporters that won't admit it because of the insanity of the left is the tax people. And I don't think the polls are accurate. And I think that Trump will win. Uh, I think it might be close. I won't be surprised if Biden does. But if I had to bet one way or the other, I'd bet on Trump. Despite all the evidence that I provided I still think you could be right. Like, I feel the same way as Mark. It's like, there's really no way to tell. But, I mean, it, it's, it, it's a, it's a toss-up. I, I won't be shocked uh, either way. I think Biden 300 electoral points. Wow, okay. I would be shocked by that. <clears throat> I don't think either side is going to blow it out. But with, with regards to the debate tonight, um, I, I think I agree with the consensus. I guess I can call it a consensus that uh, this was Trump's best debate of any debate um, that he's had. Well, we'll say at least in the general election. I don't really remember the primaries. Of course, they were super entertaining in 2016 with Trump making fun of Rand Paul and stuff like that. I was going to say my favorite Trump moment was actually him, him going after Rand Paul because Rand Paul made the dumbest argument that anybody that's supposed to be principled could make when he's like, see, he said he wouldn't support whatever Republican wins. I'm like, why are you the one making that argument, Rand Paul? I know this is a five-year-old point I'm making, but yeah. I always enjoyed Trump making fun of Rand Paul's goofy hair. So it was, I mean, I think, yeah, Trump definitely had a definitive shift in his demeanor tonight. It it was purposeful. I mean, he was, you know, I think overtly trying to show respect to the moderator. Um, And I did see someone comment comment that, 
you know, saying you're doing a good job tonight wasn't directed to Biden. That was directed to the uh, to the moderator. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's that's what I saw. So maybe there was one to Biden too. I, I missed that. Uh, that. That may be true. I just I, I thought it looked like he was. Oh no! Oh, he that's true. That that was the moderator. Yeah. Okay, I might I mistook that then. Um, with, with regards to you know who who do I think is going to win? You know, I, I still think that Trump is going to win. I, I do think that Joe Biden will win the popular vote. I do think in blue states, it's going to be a much bigger blowout than with uh, Hillary Clinton. Um, but I think when you, I mean, it all comes down to the swing states. That's really all that matters. There's like five or six swing states that it comes down to. And you look at those swing states, you look at the RCP polling average. And for the most part, Trump is polling um, in a more narrow margin uh with you know a smaller margin with Biden than he was uh, with Clinton at the same point in 2016. Also, when you start to dig into registrations, you look in Florida, Democratic red registrations, Republican registration registrations, the gap is closed um, to the point that you know it's almost even in Florida, Pennsylvania. It's not even, but Republicans have had many more registrations, I think like 100,000 more registrations than Democrats. And Pennsylvania is one of those weird states. I know a lot of people, especially uh, boomers who are registered Democrats and always have voted Republican. They just don't change their registration. There's a lot of people like that in Pennsylvania, sort of the, uh, I guess, the Ronald Reagan, um, you know, Republican or Democratic Reagan voting supporters, whatever they were called. But I, I think I think Trump will win. Um, I don't think it's going to be a landslide, but I think it will be when things do shake out, it will be comfortable. Um, just in the Electoral College, I think Biden will win uh, the overall popular vote. Um, but another thing that I think people are really underestimating with the mail-in voting, people say all these Democrats are voting early, which is true. And I, that's not surprising at all um, that the Democrats are doing that. They're very, I mean, they're, I get 10 text messages a day from Democrats trying to get me to vote early. Uh, my wife gets even more because she used to be registered as a Democrat. But the Uh-oh. thing that they're missing is not, I mean, it's it's a lot less effective. Not that there's going to be necessarily fraud involved. I'm not saying that. But for example, in Pennsylvania, there were like 70,000 um, mail-in ballots that were sent out that they had the addresses wrong on the inside um, envelope. So they had to resend them. So you have two, everyone... 70,000 people, or maybe it's more than that, getting two ballots they have to send in. So you have people who are maybe in their 60s, 70s, 80s, who are two ballots, what do I do? If you go to vote in, in person, and you've already registered to vote by mail in Pennsylvania, I don't know if it's like this in every state, you have to bring those ballots with you to vote in person. If you don't, you can't vote. So I think you're going to see, it's going to be a freaking mess. Uh, it's going to be a complete disaster in a lot of states. States that have done more of this before, I'm sure it won't be a big deal, but states like Pennsylvania... I, t- I don't think it's necessarily a, a bonus for the Democrats that they have more uh, mail-in voters. I totally agree, and I think that's why you see such a gra- – like, at this point in 2016, only like five or six th- million people had voted early. Now it's like 46 million, and I think that the the uh, mail-in stuff – Donald Trump accidentally scared everybody into early voting, which means the votes will be counted on Election Day as opposed to, like, the week after. Um, but the – the, the structural problems of voting that you just pointed out is such a huge unknown. And I would also add Kanye West being in Minnesota. You know, Minnesota was like the swing state in 2016, along with Michigan, and Kanye West is on the ballot there and, and in 11 other states. And the irony vote got Trump elected in 2016. It can't be undercounted in Minnesota, too. Who gets more votes, Joe Jorgensen or Kanye West? 
Jorgensen in Jorgensen, Jorgensen across the board, but in Minnesota, Kanye West. We'll see. But I agree. Um, before we go to Chris, I was wanting to. Do you want to say something about the GoFundMe we're talking about? Oh yeah, I would love if everybody could help support um, just a great libertarian, a great friend, a, a co-host on the We Are Libertarians network. Um, Howie's noted, everybody. Yeah, please support Howie. He's been going through some tough times. Yeah. He left the show early. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, just he's just a mess. No, uh, <laughs> Trisha Stewart Mann is uh, basically a victim of lockdown. She lost. She's lost a job to lockdown, got another job, lost it to the lockdown, and then started working in a bar and then is pregnant and surprise pregnancy. And it's really hard to work on your feet when you're uh, several months pregnant and her her work and her doctor would like her not to work. Uh, but that's just not financially possible because they've had so many um, problems not of their own making and as a family this year. And we love Trisha, and I know Mark, you've you've been on Trisha's show, and she's just a great libertarian. She's our token anarchist on the network. She's good people. She's, she's good really people. great human being, and just you know, if you want to support um, Trisha, if you want to support her unborn child, her family, then we have started to GoFundMe to to help raise money. I'll put that here in the comments, but you can also find it in the We Are Libertarians Facebook group in the announcements, and uh, grab it there because. You know, she's she's in a tough spot and she is uh, it's tough to we asked if we could help and she reluctantly allowed us to do this uh, because it's not an easy thing for them and their family. But we just hope that you'll consider supporting them. And I'll put that in the uh, in the chat and in the We Are Libertarians Facebook group. Yeah, and we'll post that, uh, you know, in the shit when we post this on our website over at Lions Liberty and uh, yeah, anywhere we post this around, we'll, we'll try to include that link. Cool. Well, thank and you. And after you support Trisha, you know, support her first. After that, if you and haven't then, joined our, uh, our our Patreon groups, do that's that, right. Yes, <laughs> we are libertarians and Lions of Liberty. Both put out tremendous Patreon content. So tremendous. I mean, tremendous. The best. The the best conspiracies you'll ever hear talked about will be on Conspiracy Corner on on our Patreon. So. I love it. I'm anti conspiracy theory, but I love listening to Conspiracy Corner. Anti conspiracy theory. It's yes. okay to be anti-conspiracy, but anti-theory? Come on, the theories are fun. All right, I'll give you that. That's a good right. That's a good counter. That's my compromise. But Howie, I mean, Howie had the best breakdown of COVID in the early days of COVID that I'd heard anywhere else. Legit. That's legit, folks. Yeah. Would you tell my mother that, please? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of the... Sen- <laughs> if you're so smart, why don't you be a doctor? <laughs> Maybe you should go back to school. Did she say that? Yeah. You should say okay if you pay me if you pay for my medical degree. I'll, I would love to see Doctor Howie. Come on, that'd be amazing. Doctor Howie, it's never too Dr. late to change course. Not Howie. just a fake doctor anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've always been my doctor, but yeah. Maybe we'll talk that about that more on our Patreon. I think it's time to wind down. All Chris, right, I'll let, you, I'll let you do that. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening again. Please support our Patreon, support Trisha. We thank you all for listening so much. We thank you for uh, commenting. We thank everybody for uh, sharing this. There is no greater honor. There is no other better way to promote the shows that you love. If you love these two podcasts or really any podcast, word of mouth is the most important thing. There is like, listen, we have the Patreon money and we can buy advertising, and that does help. But when you share a podcast and you say, I love listening to these, this show for these reasons, it is a super powerful way to grow. And political podcasts in an election year, 
It's mul- times times on. T- I mean, it's just an enormous amount of growth because people are really ready to pay attention, and then we plateau for about three to four years. So it's really, <laughs> really important that you share these these podcasts and and help us grow. And if you don't listen to the other or one or the other, please give it a shot. All right. With that, we say thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much for uh, listening to Lions of Liberty, and we are libertarians.